0: industry pods and evergreen podcast network are pleased to present the following podcast
1: hello can you hear me yes excellent okay i'll get started okay i'm uh, makoto tominaga ceo and co-founder of credify and we're building the future of embedded finance Right now, financial institutions face a huge hurdle in terms of getting access to new users. And this is because they leverage very traditional channels as well as newer channels, but yet inefficient in terms of their ability to reach customers with products that are highly tailored to them and that highly reflect their personal uh, information, for example. When we're dealing with financial products, it's very important, it's pertinent that we have insights into information on individuals before we can make determinations as to what type of offers we can make to them. Now, this funnel essentially starting from the beginning to the end there are different frictions that are introduced to this process now that result in a high essentially dropout rate and also a very high cost of acquisition for the institutions. I hear some echo. Um, so, what we believe actually is as the world is moving quickly, especially with the impacts of COVID, into more digitized environments, all of our engagements, all of our uh, commerce, everything that we're doing now is being pushed into these new digital e- ecosystems. And what we're able to do, and what we believe the future of finance is, is bringing those services embedded and, 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 and without changing the engagement models and the experience for users, essentially in those contexts, to the user those right where they need it. So the idea here is that users will get access to services and also to, you know, new products that they would not have access to in a more traditional setting given lack of information or data, especially in the emerging economies where we're currently operating. Where award-winning technologies that we're developing are called ServiceX and IDX. And essentially ServiceX is our embedded finance platform and IDX is an underlying data bridging technology that we've developed that's an, that has won awards across the world. Right now, what we believe is that also what we're enabling, sorry, is that we can enable these uh, ecosystems to bring these products to their users from our financial services partners and make these products available to them in a very seamless experience. The way it works is that a financial institution, they go into our dashboard much like they would into like a Google uh, you know, platform for ads or for Facebook. And then they are able to set up campaigns uh, within our platform and specify exactly what type of industries and what type of third party ecosystems that they're wanting to target. And on this basis, they can see metadata that's available in those systems. This information could be anything from KYC uh, identity. It could be a phone number, ba- basic personal information or it can also be uh, second order sort of derivatives of information that we have inside the systems where they're active, actively generating data and we can get insights, for example, like credit scores in e-commerce to help represent them and then when they set up these what they could do in this in the platform is they set up these thresholds essentially that will then target individual users based upon their profiles so we could say for example if a user has a, a credit score that's above this level then we can offer them a, a platinum credit card we can offer them you know buy now pay later uh, for example we know that they represent less risk as well as lower premium insurance products for example and so then from a user's perspective they go into the platform and as so they're engaging in their normal flow of use of the platform then they see other options available to them so for example when i go to check out uh, let's say in a local uh, e-commerce platform called sendo in, in uh, vietnam if i go to checkout, i have options for paying like pay, uh, essentially you know cash on delivery i could pay with a credit card i could pay with a bank transfer i can also see that i have for example a credit line with Shinhan Finance, and I can apply that credit line to my purchase seamlessly. And let's say that the credit line, I need to extend it to make a larger purchase. I can actually make that application in process. And then what we do is, here's the real magic, is that we have essentially a a base layer technology that is is consent-driven, It's user-controlled, it's a self-sovereign identity mechanism that we allow users to passport their own information from system to system for seamless onboarding. And so what this does is it it essentially gives us the opportunity for users to be able to onboard into third-party services without having to download another app or without having to go through an application process leveraging the data that they have in the existing system. And and it's fully controlled by users and we have the ability to do multi-level criteria based on users' willingness to share their information. Now, this technology itself is already something that is highly attractive, and we're in pilot with ULB and Singapore Airlines, for example, to, to leverage this technology for consent-driven data sharing amongst their systems. Our, our IDX technology is super powerful. We have the ability to extend this, uh, essentially with third party services like credit scoring based on telco data. Uh, we also have the ability to bring in, uh, you know, uh, th- we have the ability essentially to uh, plug in verification mechanisms too, because oftentimes the source uh, context for the data is not verified, right? So they haven't done verification of their phone number of their identity, and we can do this sort of interstitial uh, into uh, the process. As a result of this, we can see that our, our clients are on the uh, e- eco- ecosystem side can double the LTV of their of their users because they're getting commissions every time they essentially send users the users are converted and they engage with those new products. So here's a great example: we're working with a local uh, business that is essentially. Uh, a house care on-demand services application and we're providing banking solutions to them where up up until now users have been dealing in a cash basis but now we can give them a free bank account embedded into the application that encourages them essentially to start pushing uh, payments through this and then we can start to bring other uh, products on top of that and then also like e-health or e-doctor application where we're bringing insurance health insurance to individuals or coverage for specific uh, features. We have a, a SaaS model and also white label. So we have the ability to do completely uh, in, 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 within our infrastructure. It's completely secure, end to encrypted, and Credify stores zero information in our system. This is something that is hugely attractive to our customers. The market's pretty massive. If you look at it, uh, you know, these consumer finance institutions are paying a lot of money for customer acquisition through these traditional channels. And we know that the referral mechanism essentially is the most effective.
2: Uh, All right, thank you so much, Credify. I'm sorry to jump in here, but time is up. Thank you. All right, and, uh, before getting to the questions, uh, kind of uh, friendly reminder, everybody online, please mute yourself until your turn. Thank you. Do you have any questions for judges, from the judges? Yes. Thanks for the introduction. Uh, We missed part of your speech, but we still can see the presentation. So the question is, uh, um, uh, so the uh, financial products offered is from uh, the uh, uh, the different financial institutes. And uh, uh, I want to ask, do you have any risk control or risk obligations for your service?
1: Oh yes, definitely. I mean, when we talk about uh, data, data management right of of personal information Uh, each each sort of jurisdiction has its own rules right so for example gdpr in the eu uh and even locally in vietnam for example there are rules with regards to how information can be shared now our technology is end-to-end encrypted and user consented so that means that all information any information that's shared in the system is done so at the full consent of the user and what's also powerful about our system is we take that consent history and then we store that into a private blockchain which is an immutable record of our history of that consent as well as fingerprints of the data without storing the data itself. So these are these are cryptographic fingerprints that we're taking that you cannot reverse engineer, for example, into the original information for purposes of ensuring integrity of that data. Now, let's say, for example, for some reason that there was a a data leak with one of the third parties. Now what we can do is the the authorities and all the parties to the transactions can come in and audit exactly what information was shared from which system to system uh, within within our uh, technology.
2: Thank you for the answer. Do we have any questions from the judges online? Alan, see you muted.
3: Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm just curious, who ultimately decides your success? Is it the consumer? Is it the financial institution? Where do you need that traction? Who is the chicken and then that lays the egg? I, I, I find it you are impressively broad in your span, but where's the critical adoption that catalyzes everything?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, our sales process is very much two-sided, right? So we have to get the financial institutions involved, and then we also have to get the marketplaces to bring their products and embed them. And definitely our success, it depends upon conversion rates, right? So we have to increase conversion rates, essentially, for these financial institutions. Right now, in the traditional context, when we say traditional, although it's still modern, is that, for example, a, a bank would be offering branded credit cards within an e-commerce platform. And what happens is that the e-commerce platform does no pre-filtering. They essentially just allow all people to do applications the conversion rates are, are paltry uh, to be honest they're like from one to three percent and actually the banks are paying a lot for these leads uh, and they're very frustrated the users are frustrated et cetera. we actually deploy models that represent the internal models that banks use for the approval process inside the context of the e-commerce setting to do pre-filtering and then our models are being trained in real time essentially to get to a point to where we can do full pre-approval uh, based on only data that's within those existing systems so that's hugely the value proposition that we're offering in terms of the ecosystem participants And then also, you know, our main goal is to empower users, right? We're mainly active in Vietnam and in this area of the world where people don't have traditional credit scores. They don't have traditional data available to them to get access to these products that they need in terms of insurance, in terms of, you know, banking products and also financial products. Does that answer your question?
2: All right. If there's no other questions, uh, thank you so much, Credify, for the presentation. Thank you. And a kind reminder to the judges, please give the score um, before the session ends as soon as possible. Thanks. Let's move on to the fourth startup pitching today. It's welcome, Chimigay, for the presentation. Welcome.
4: Hello, hello, Can you hear me? Yep. There uh, there's some issues with, uh, with uh, the sound, maybe. Sorry about that. Let me just. We can hear you clearly. Can you see my screen? Can you see my screen? Yep. Hello? Okay. Good morning. Good afternoon, good evening to all our judges and peers. My name is Essen Bolto, and I'm here to represent Vega Systems. We also have our founder, Butters, here to support me on the technical side. Experts say that the AI revolution is going to have a bigger impact than the internet revolution. Natural language processing is a field of AI that tries to establish a human-like communication with computers. However, only 20 out of 7,000 languages around the world have a successful functioning NLP. Billions of people from developing countries are left out of this revolution. Please raise your hand if English is your second language. Asset Jamaica Systems is used to solve this problem. We're currently focusing on low-resource languages that the tech giants don't pay much attention to. we built a Mongolian NLP model that has a 97% accuracy rate that uses five times less resources. We have created a system that collects, processes, and trains NLP models with fraction of the time and resource required. Our value prop is very simple. Make AI accessible to everyone in their own language. For example, we've been working on the Kazakh language only for the last three months and reached an accuracy rate of 90, 90%. We're planning to scale this up to other low resource languages. The current market value for VoiceTech is around $27.7 billion. This market is exploding. and It's expected to increase by 2.5X in the next five years. Initially, we're looking at the Asian market, which has the highest machine learning adoption rate and is worth around $12 billion. More specifically, we're looking at the Central Asian market, following the similar route of the Belt Road Initiative. We're leveraging two high growth opportunities here at Chimega Systems. On the one side, the development of speech recognition by driven by tech giants is creating dozens of use cases for NLPs. Think about credit worthiness assessment. Smart home, sentiment analysis and translation, on the other hand, the growth in developing countries uh, and increased need for automation is creating more and more of market opportunities for this tech. Internet accessibility and smartphone adoption are all accelerating the need for technology and local languages. You might be thinking, doesn't Google have other languages? Not really. The Central Asian market is an untapped market. None of these tech giants have entered this market with populations exceeding 70 million people. Let's take Mongolian as an example. Currently, we have an accuracy rate of 97%, while Google has around 80%. If you use Google, two out of every 10 words will be incorrect. We learned that it significantly hinders adoption rates. This is why we're planning to have at least 95% accuracy rate to launch into different markets. Although we were working on the Kazakh and Kyrgyz languages only for the last three months, we reached an accuracy rate of almost 90% and 70%. Currently we're expanding our business into three different paths. First, we're launching multiple subscription based SaaS platforms. We launched MegaWriter, a transcriber tool in early 2021. And now we're currently working with the Constitutional Court of Mongolia to transcribe all their legal proceedings. We're also monetizing API. After comparing our models to Google's API, German leading media company, Deutsche Welle reached out to us to use our platform, API, to expand their services internationally. Lastly, we will be launching a variety of smart devices. We currently developed a smart speaker for the Mongolian market called Igune, and we expect to, expect to ship it next year. One advantage we have is the fact that we're from a developing country. We have the opportunity to test which products and industries are most successful and expand it to different developing markets. Currently, we notice there's a huge potential in government, banking, legal, and consumer electronic sectors. Phil also reached out to us to use our platform and their own speakers and microphones. Additionally, we have over 380 different customers working with the Mongolian government, Mongolia's biggest companies. Since we launched last September, we've experienced tremendous growth. We have developed six different NLP-powered apps, won 36 large enterprise and government contracts. Currently, we have over 250,000 daily active users. This means within eight months, almost 10% of the entire population of Mongolia is using our services. We also proved that there is a market opportunity in developing languages. Even in the hard lockdowns during the pandemic, we've accrued over $50,000 in our first quarter, purely through inbound leads with no marketing. I'm fortunate to be working with the best in Mongolia. Our founder, Bartels, has over two decades of experience in software development, has a master's in computer science from Germany, has classmates are all leading NLP developers in Google and Microsoft, Tugutu, who heads our AI team, has been working on AI and smart devices for the last 20 years, also has a master's from Germany. Nico who leads our data preparation team, has a PhD in linguistics and post fellowship from multiple countries. We, on the other hand, have a tricontinental degree from Vancouver, Copenhagen, and Shenzhen, and have been developing disruptive companies across many industries. Since we launched last September, we have ventured back with a projected revenue of $200,000 this year with a team of eight. We're also planning to raise our Series A and expand to other Central Asian regions this year. In the future, we're planning to expand into other developing countries and languages in Southeast Asia and Africa. Our company's vision is to remove language barrier to knowledge and give equal access to everyone, everyone around the world. If you resonate with our vision, we're currently looking for local partners for a joint venture opportunity. Please reach, us, reach out to us at esing.chuneged.mn. Thank you for your attention and here's to removing all barriers.
2: Thank you very much, Ximenke team. All right, any questions from judges? Let me start with the ones in the room. Do you have any questions? Yes,
5: George. So for financial information, uh, we noticed you mentioned API monetization. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, and you have a tremendous goal of exit the deal or go IPO in 2024. So what is mm-hmm. your country, uh, uh, your financial status or position? So what is your financial well projection in the upcoming three years? So we'll give a little bit details about that. This is my first question. And the second sure. question, and uh, we know that uh, uh, this is a, a great well product and uh, you compete in the industry and uh, uh, to well convert voice into language. So. Can your product convert a uh, voice into complicated language like math language or graphic language if mistakes or errors are made? Uh, uh, do you have any correcting or amending
3: functions?
4: That's a really interesting, interesting question. Thank you so much. First of all, um, we have a very big goal. We love, we, are, we are big dreamers at Chimeca here. Um, there is currently, uh, the tech giants are investing 20 to $30 billion every year for mergers and acquisitions in the AI field. Um, so once we have the Mongolian language, the Kazakh language, the other Central Asian languages, once we collect that data, we think 2024, uh, maybe there might be a tech giant that wants, to, wants that data as well. So we are optimistic about that 2024 for, uh, vision. Uh, for the second question, that uh, perhaps our that's a pretty technical question. Perhaps our founder Bhattar, uh, wants, to more on that. Uh, wants to expand more on that
2: All right, thank you. Do you have other questions? Hello. Yes, so, Jenny.
4: I think.
5: Thank you. Uh, as you point out, you are actually competing against the tech giants like Google or IBM. And it looks like you have a head start given maybe the lack of focus of those tech giants on some of the minority languages in the world. Uh, my question is actually a long-term competitive advantage. What if um, those tech giants actually start to gather their resources to put more commitment and a focus on Mongolian languages and the, the languages of developing countries? In that time period, what's your what's your core strength? would it would enable you to actually defend yourself against those tech giants
4: we believe that in this market uh the first there's a big first mover advantage position so whoever has the highest accuracy rate whoever gets the most users and then we the more get data we get the more uh, the more accurate it becomes and it gets harder and harder to actually um, go after that so perhaps if google and amazon or any of these tech giants want to expand into markets it'll be uh, more benef- perhaps a beneficial uh, for them and us to actually um, acquire us instead.
3: Thank you.
2: Do I have another quick questions from online? Perkins, do you have any questions?
6: Yes, Pio. Yes. <laughs> Just a quick question. Your $50,000 is all of that, you know, API calls, or do you also have an implementation fee or an onboarding fee? Is there some other Generate uh, some other revenue stream other than API calls.
4: Um, as we mentioned, uh, the Chimega Writer, the transcriber tool, we have a SaaS business model that's going around. That's we're selling plans. Uh, for example, one hour, one hour uh, text to speech. Uh, I mean, transcriber tool, one hour plan, and we have a whole year plan. So we are we will be okay. leveraging our NLP model and uh, producing more SaaS pl- SaaS products in the future. And uh, of course, API is, is becoming a great hit. The uh, German Dutcher Wella, that's, right. that's a contract worth, worth well over a million dollars.
6: So in the future, I'm sorry, in the future, are you gonna be mainly API calls or mainly SaaS? What's...
4: Um, right now, uh, we are fo- focusing on uh, SaaS right now. API, API specifically, that technology doesn't require that much maintenance. Um, so SaaS platforms, once we have the language, we can expand into other um, regions and uh, languages.
2: All right, thank you so much, Chimega team, for the presentation. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right, uh, another kind of reminder for the judges, please do the, give the score um, before the presentation, before this session ends. And so that's a team from Mongolia. That's some teams joining virtually. And next up, we have one team joining us here in person in the room. Let's welcome Tax Checking Box
7: Bao, for the presentation. Thank you very much. Well, very thanks for the organizer and the judges. And I really appreciate the two days trip and the Chengdu. I learned a lot from the teams. And also, I'm going to present this uh, fabulous. Our, uh, apps to you guys, uh, April, uh, every April 1st, you guys will file your tax returns, you file your 1040 forms, you'll pay $20 every, every $100 you make. Actually, we're doing a similar uh, software like a, a TurboTax for the companies, that's what we do. Actually, we find a very niche market. So we'll find the uh, 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 tax authorities financial staff and the bosses, we find that that's basically uh, a structure of our business models, which is gen really care about the business models. And they, uh, that's what we do uh, for the, the three structures. We believe uh, we are in the area of a big dating uh, auditing time and uh, we are changing, switching from invoice management to uh, data management. Uh, that's what we do. And also uh, in China, all the business owners which is our target customers. Well, we think they must pay attention to three activists, their business, their financial affairs and the taxation affairs. That's we uh, concentrate on this uh, during this digital uh, transformation times. Also uh, uh, our pinpoint is very niche. We find that uh, every business have a content but they still getting fine. And uh, this is more serious and more serious. And we think uh, tax-related behavior is not standardized. And also we think uh, uh, all the uh, uh, enterprise cannot fully enjoy preferential tax policies. And also they they are now optimized their management cost. Also the Golden Taxes 3. This was uh, very popular in China. Actually, Golden Taxes 4 is coming. Well, uh, they're using one platforms well, they have a, a two level processing, state level and the local levels. And every business owner will know that. And also, they have a three coverage and the four system to monitor the whole processing. And also, uh, uh, away uh, from our, yeah, the Golden Tax 3, they have six indicator to judge your tax uh, activities from your revenue cost, profit from inventory and account, your bank account, especially for the business owners bank account, they will compare compared with all the numbers and the taxable amount. Also from our big data is the top 10 percentage of the tax related risk and uh, 33, 39, We think every business will should pay attention to this. Also, uh, we di- uh, our app was divided uh, uh, into 30 uh, industry from uh, real estate, from uh, constructions, from retails, different uh, uh uh industry that has different uh, risks uh this is our company profile we are from um, xian basically yeah and and uh, uh we have uh high-tech uh, ai companies and also this is our founder because the founder is actually uh we are we have been part of the ecosystem with kindy actually he's in changsha to promote our softwares uh, i'm the a board member i'm with the presentation and uh also, our team has a very uh, uh, solid background for the tech. And also, Zhao Ling, which is stand up. Yeah, actually, it's our co founder. Actually, he, uh, he has a background with uh, Asino, which is a listing company in, in China. And it's another our uh, CSO. Also, we have some honors. Uh, I'm, I'm going to skip that. We, we hope we're going to be the future unicorn in China. And also, we have been uh, uh, working with all the uh, headquarters uh, on the field. Also, I'm going to uh, briefly introduction of our tax tagging box. We use a very, uh, very comprehensive, uh, comprehensively solved uh, the company's pinpoint. We call it simply as the one, two, three, four, five, which you just upload your balance sheet, your profit. Uh, sheet and uh, we're going to do the uh, five minutes uh, rapid detections. One software, two report, one to the boss, the other to the expertise, uh, and the uh, three processing matching and the, the four kinds of uh, our services. And also basically we do is a five minutes rapid directions. Also what do we do is, uh, is a big data algorithm. Uh, according to the golden tax tree, we basically transfer from the tax law to the content law. So we give the uh, risk report, we have the legal provision and I have the solutions. And uh, also the key part is we have the with content. Uh, without our uh, uh, tax checking box, it usually takes about six years uh, from a content to the financial directors. But uh, with our help, we believe it will take uh, uh, from big data, it will take two years, help you to improve that. Also, we uh, right now we have uh, um, uh, around one million registered users. Uh, we have uh, ten million RMB for the revenues. We hope we're going to have 5 million end of the year. We hope hopefully, and the goal we our goal is to reach uh, 300 million. We think it's good, good enough to use uh, tax checking box for the tax issues. Uh, uh, any questions? Just briefly. Yeah. Yeah. So any questions? Yeah. Uh, so, first this is a quick, quick one. And are you only focusing
3: on China market?
7: Uh, basically, we want to go international, but China, China's uh, tax issues are very complicated. So, we've been trying to f- focus on the not, not personal. Actually, I personally found my personal tax return in China. I got a 2000 uh, RMB back, but uh, it's a very tiny market. We concentrate on the China uh, company market. We want to go globalize, but we want to deal with the Golden Four first because okay. it's very complicated. Yeah, We want to concentrate on this. We want to uh, the reach of 5 million users. We want to be as big as possible. The first, then go to globalize.
2: In your presentation, you talk about what you are doing now. But what's your future development plan? What's your vision?
7: Well, uh, we want to just like on the big side, we want to help the, the owners because all the private ownership It's really dangerous for them. We believe if they not do the self uh, examining their their bodies, I mean the the company bodies, it's going to be a huge problem. In traditional Chinese, they only have the relationship. They actually give the money to the tax person. They will do things. But we want to do the big data. We want to secure them in the top thirty or fifty percent of the company to be safe, not because we have the relationship with tax bureaus. That's what we want to do first. Thank
4: you. Sam. Uh, thank you for a good presentation. Uh, on your financials, it, it, it's a little strange. Are you targeting, number one, individuals as customers or uh, enterprises, right? Are you doing individual taxes or enterprise taxes? And then to follow up on that question, your ARPU seems very low right you're 60 RMB per user in the future and probably I I forgot the math probably 10 10 RMB per user right why is that so low if you're creating value
7: okay first of all uh uh, in China actually we got a license for the uh company uh credit reports it's all legal and we also have a very strong tech background for the risk I think you mentioned one time for the Daniel right for the risk, for the for the deal with the financial things, so we want to do the personal. But uh, in China, it's only booming. We only think uh, two five to ten years is personal, uh, your credit report will related to uh, especially for the ownership, of, uh, your bank and will related with your company. So, but we only uh, uh, we think we'll make profit for the company first step, then we'll go to personal. That's our strategies. Also, just, the second question we think is a very good question and that because uh in china uh we want to expand our it's very niching companies because we're talking about the uh, uh the the uh, we all have a relationship with them and also uh, the kindy actually uh, they gave up their strategy on this market they think it's very niching they if they want to catch us they they still need it two or three years so they want us to expand our services to them the retail prices are uh, around the 3,000 RMB, but we give a very huge discount to the, our retailers and the local partners. And also, we want to expand our, just like our target, we want to do 5 million this year. And Jindia has uh, more than 7 million users so far. So we want to expand all of them very, as quickly as possible. So our uh, revenue is very low. We give uh, almost 90% of our, our revenue to our local partners.
2: Thank you, let's go to the judges online. Any questions?
6: Yes, so to, to follow up on that, on the 1 million users, I'm, I'm, I'm still not clear. I thought they were, I thought your target is all businesses. I mean, yes. yes, so you have 1 million businesses that are using your software. Did I hear that right?
7: Yes, you hear it right.
6: Okay, and the reason your ARPU is so low is because you're incentivizing your distribution partners, they get most of the money and you just get a little piece. That's okay, okay, okay. Now I understand, thank you. (laughs)
7: Yeah, Bill, uh, it's very honored to talk to you because uh, I heard you from online three times because I was in Chengdu for two days. Actually, I was only here. Uh, yeah, just uh, because all the uh, entrepreneurs are crazy because we want to do as fast as possible. We just find a very niche market. So the people, I mean, we have a the company, they will, they will do the same thing, but you know, because we have big dreams, but we want to start from scratch. We want to download and using this as as big as big fast as possible. We want to increase our members of the, the users. We want to have the first image. Uh, Tax checking box, it's, it's the number one in the field. That's what we wanted to do. We, we don't care about the, the, the revenues. I mean, even the, the profit, we don't really care. We want to do the number as possible. As so is there as a lot.
6: competitor that's bigger than you? Uh, who I'm sorry? Is there a competitor that is bigger no, than you? No, we have
7: no competitors right now. Because if <laughs> anybody who want to do the same business, they have to do, but because we're running the big data, we're getting the data from our users every day. We're getting smarter and smarter to to compete with the, a golden text for, I think every judge will know what it is. So we wanted to be user, uh, our big data has smarter. We divided them into 30 industries. We wanted to improve this uh, fabulous uh, smart software as smart as possible. So that's our strategy, yeah.
2: Thank you. All very right. Much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Text Checking Box, for the presentation. Thank you for the questions. Another kind reminder to the judges: please give the score right away. Next up, we have uh, IPification joining us from Singapore. Welcome. Hello.
0: I can you please enable? Yes. Now you can also see me. Good. Uh, actually, IPification is from Hong Kong, but we don't mind. <laughs> I think that, yes, Apologies. very soon we will come to Singapore as well, no problem. So, uh, good morning, everyone. My name is Alexander Kalinina. I am a di- marketing director of IPification, the company that is revolutionizing the way we authenticate our mobile devices. Uh, so, you may all know uh, some pinpoints of uh, SMS one time uh, passcodes. It takes uh, quite a long time to receive them, up to one minute. Uh, Sometimes they never arrive. Uh, They they interrupt our user experience, especially when we are on the go. It's not very convenient to close the app, open your SMS, copy, and type this one-time password. But most importantly, they are very insecure, and they are very vulnerable to SIM swap attacks and other uh, cybersecurity loopholes
2: i oh, have- sorry to interrupt, do you mind sharing the screen for your PowerPoints?
0: Thanks a lot for reminding me about this.
2: Thank you for joining us from Hong Kong. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yes. So, can you see my screen? Yes. Perfect. So the uh, most exciting thing is that um, There is a solution, an alternative solution, and it is already uh, commercialized. We started receiving healthy revenues last year, and uh, more uh, growth and exposure is coming in the coming years. Uh, You may ask me how we forecast that in just three years we will boost our revenues by 50 50 times. Uh, There are three factors that will help us with this. First of all, we have a very already to date, We already have a very solid uh, telecom uh, network footprint. Uh, we are partnering uh, with 33 telecom operators uh, in 18 markets, cover, serving uh, more than half a billion uh, users worldwide. We are live in our home market, uh, Hong Kong, but in some other Asian markets such as uh, Cambodia, Vietnam, Indonesia, India. We are also We are also present in some uh, big European markets, uh, such as uh, Germany, the UK, Switzerland, Russia and Serbia, Uh, but also we have about uh, 50. uh, I'm sorry, yes, I can hear my earphone anyway, um, we we have around 50 telecom operators in assessment and POC phase, so very soon we're also uh, increasing our coverage in uh, Americas and uh, in the regions. Second thing is that uh, our technology is ingeniously unique, and we don't have any direct competitors, But, uh, and I will tell about it in the next slide, but uh, those indirect competitors, actually, we are turning them in our partners. So we partner with uh, Microsoft Azure, Synch, Boku, GBG, Epicate, and with their help, uh we are able to cover even more users and serve their uh, mobile authentication needs with our secure technology
3: i'm still only seeing her uh, first slide
0: really it's better is it better now i actually i cannot see okay Uh, So, the third thing is is that our technology, as I already mentioned, is uh, unique. It is a very strong possession factor verification uh, that uh, verify uh, your device using three uh, factors. The first one is the phone number, the second one is SIM card number, and the third is uh, the uh, device uh, number. We hash these values sent to our GMID box and just one single click, uh, we are able to verify the identity of our users.
3: I'm sorry, I'm no longer seeing the slides at all.
0: I really don't understand what is happening. I'm really sorry about it.
3: Maybe just continue your presentation.
0: Yes, actually the, the next slide uh, supposed to show you how the real user experience works. It shows shows the video of uh, a real European super app that has already integrated our technology. What uh, what, uh, the user needs to do is to input uh, their phone number, click verify button, and uh, then they will be in just one single click. uh, Their phone number, SIM card number, and the device number will be verified uh, via the IP address. Uh, and yes, you don't need to receive any SMS, no phone calls, nothing to, to uh, receive this one-time code. Uh, we also we also enable our uh, technology not only for mobile applications but for uh, web browsers. So, in case you want to use the service uh, in the browser, what you will need to do is you again. Uh, you, uh, the service provider will show the page where you input uh, your phone uh, phone number. You will need, you will show, uh, you will get a unique QR code. You need to scan it, and with your phone, you don't need to install any uh, special application for that. You just uh, use your camera to scan the QR code, and then you will also, in just one single uh, tap, within a second, you will receive the success authentication message, and you can enter the service and use it. Uh, I, I, we, are, we are working uh, to make uh, IPfication uh, the, the norm in the future, and our vision is to build the passwordless future. Um, and we sure, it is not only important for our company, but for the uh, digital ecosystem uh, in general. You, you all know, you see how digital economy is growing, and especially it's growing extremely fast in the time of pandemic. Uh, so it's not surprisingly that our... Um, Solution was recognized by some of uh, the leaders. All right, thank you so much,
2: Alexandra. I think time's sure. up. Thank you. Yes. Um, do we have Absolutely. any questions? Maybe we can start from the virtual panel first this time.
0: I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. That's like yes, there is some problem with
6: sharing the screen. No problem. There's still got, questions. Got the um, Bill. So I'm sorry. Um, okay. I'm. I'm. I'm i'm almost getting it i i am so sorry it it was just i didn't quite understand how if all of the verification is within the phone how you avoid um fraud from someone who has taken my phone i just i just didn't quite get that is that well i mean like we one who missed that point
0: (laughs) no i mean like yes i understand that's like yes if your phone is stolen then, like yes, you have a risk. You need to quickly call your telecom operator and block your card. But we also expect that, like usually, like most most of the applications will tell that please input like secure your uh, secure your device with the PIN, right? So when you okay. unlock, when you start, when you start your phone, right? You either need I don't know some uh, smart watch or like input the, the passcode. Okay. So like yes we hope that's like we hope that uh, our users device is secured by the passcode or like yes if unfortunately somebody steals your phone you you quickly call the telecom operator and they block the sim so then like yes your your phone your all your services are
6: secure again. Okay. okay. All right. So we got it. Thank you. And you are live you are live you are generating revenues you have partners did you tell us, yes, yes, stuff? correct. Did you tell us? You tell us yes, stuff? so we
0: have like, yes, we have two groups of partners. The first mm-hmm. one is telecom, uh, telecommunication operators. Mm-hmm. Without them, we can't do anything. First, we need to install our GMID box technology with them, we integrate it in their system, and then we can start operating and offer our services to merchants. These are app developers, they can be banks, fintech companies, gaming, uh, messaging company uh, apps. So, like, yes, then they it, it it works very quickly they instru- they integrate our authentication solution in their in their app so these are two yes like we are like b2b to see a company
6: okay so understood. yes
0: our service benefits three three groups three st- stakeholder right, groups understood.
6: so and so where are you in your revenue ramp
0: so uh i don't know if you can still share we have we have three uh business models so the first thing is that uh, we partner with uh, telcos, right. and okay. uh, and then they have their own uh, apps. So right. we uh, we provide authentication services. Uh, service Understood. providers pay pay uh, pay the fee to MNOs, and the MNOs will uh, transfer uh, some part. This is yes, usually around forty percent of of, uh, of the fee they will transfer it to us. Or we can be the partner, the middleman for uh, we we partner with uh, Telcos, we partner with uh, app developers and like, yes, app developers pay uh, pay us and then we transfer uh, the, the, the part of our revenues to Telcos. So actually like uh, Telcos are very, yes, they they are very interested in our service because we're generating revenues for them. Got it, thank
2: you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, questions from Alice, you are
3: muted. Yeah, sorry. Um, sorry. What is your twenty twenty one revenue going to be? What's the actual revenue target?
0: You mean twenty twenty or twenty twenty one?
3: Target twenty twenty one.
0: twenty twenty one. So it should be around t- uh, 10, 10 uh, million. Would be around.
3: And would you say that there is one specific telco operator that you would cite as your reference customer?
0: Sorry, could you please repeat the question? I couldn't. Who hear would really. be
3: your most important telco partner that you can share with us?
0: Uh, actually we uh, uh, let, me show, let me see. We are we are global we are global yeah, companies, so if you could see my slides with our telco footprint, we partner with 3 HK uh, here in Hong Kong. Yeah. We partner with Smart Axiata, uh, CTM, uh, T Mobile. Uh, MTS, so like in, in, in every country uh, in these 18 markets, we have different uh, telco partners.
3: I'm sorry, maybe renewing one question from an earlier presentation. Where, I mean, we, we have these incredibly large pools of big data uh, that are generally being um, aggregated by the large global um, internet platforms. Who do you believe will be your biggest competition over the next few years?
0: Uh, well, as like, yes, I, I didn't, uh, I, I wasn't able, sorry, to finish my speeches. That's like, we believe that uh, we're unique because we don't uh, say that we want to balance to provide security and user experience, but then we compromise on uh, user privacy. So we ensure that all three components security, user experience, and privacy are uh, delivered at the highest level. And uh, about big data, we do not collect any data. So we just like, yes, we hash the, the phone number, uh, the device number and SIM card number. So like, there is no, no risk that uh, any data will be leaked. So the, and the, in this case, yes, in, in this particular point, we are not vulnerable to uh, security attacks. But like, yes, and also, as I said, uh, we try to turn our competitors into partners because, yes, we know that like, yes, some of them, like Boku, Payphone, they have a larger user base to date. So what we do is that, like, yes, we provide our technology to them uh, because like our goal at the end is to build a passwordless future, secure future with uh, extremely high user-friendly experience. So that's like, yes, we partner with them and um, serve their, their customers mobile
2: authentication needs. Okay, and maybe another quick question in the room here. George, you want to
5: go? We've noticed there's a explosive rise in revenues ranging from 20, it was on 2022 to 2024, double each year. So how we really, you know, achieve that well target, uh, realistically achieve that target. What triggers and impels the, that revenue surge
0: i got your point thanks for the question uh again like we started in 2017 with uh, we uh, created this technology and patented it and in these three years we ensure a partnership with 33 uh, telecommunication operators uh but yes we have more. like at the beginning it was a very uh, slow tedious process because you need to go through yes like telcos are huge uh, very conservative uh, players in the market so like yes it takes time to sign the, uh, the agreements with them but like yes well, now we have experience and it goes faster and faster to uh, ensure uh, that every next agreement so yeah uh, in uh, three to five years time we uh, we, we we plan to be uh, the uh, provider uh, the serve at least 100 uh, top telecommunication operators in the world so it goes fast so once we ensure uh, the partnership with telcos uh, then we start uh, approaching uh, app developers merchants in this country and then like yes once one they uh, enable our solution it's very easy because like yes every authentication uh, brings us some small revenue like yes we, we charge the fee for authentication and like yes at the beginning it's slow but then it it, it is really it brings the exponential growth So we don't. don't, It's like really uh, serious forecast from our from our side.
2: Thank you, Alexandra. Maybe one last quick question from Sam. Hi, Alexandra. Nice
4: presentation. I have one question now. You, I think, I get what you're doing now. It it really simplifies the now the SMS-based two-step authentication. But going forward, you know, with blockchain technology and with those kind of distributed identities. Um, how are you going to deal with that? Right? Is your business going to be still relevant in three, four, five years when that becomes available?
0: Absolutely. I think that um, our technology uh, will not expect like the uh, shelf life uh, because like m- mobile uh, is what all of us have, and like yes, we still uh, all have SIM cards. So uh, with our technology. I mean, yeah, it's just like it's different, it's different alternatives, but uh, we are sure that our technology is something that brings a unique experience uh, and possession factor uh, verification of the highest level.
2: All right. Thank you so much, Verification team joining us from Hong Kong.
0: Thank you. Thank you is being a production of industry pods in association with evergreen podcasts network hear this and other industry pods at evergreenpodcasts.com your favorite podcast app or listen at industrypods.com for your number one virtual conference podcast experience